This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Friday. We've made it to the weekend. A little bit of a later start on the happy hour, but it's all good. Cheers to the freaking weekend. I drank to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the rest of it. I don't remember. See, I do, unfortunately. Good. No, we're not. We're done. I believe in you. Welcome in. Happy Friday. We've made it to the almost weekend. That's close enough. Close enough. Um... If we're at work, only got a couple hours left. Join us on the uh, video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, sponsored by Sarder Heyman, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers text line, uh, 402-464-5685, as well as the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, same number there. Got a, pl- uh, got, a got a lot to talk about today, um, and we'll be joined by Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska here in about 10 minutes or so to kind of just break down and recap recruiting, recap a busy couple of weeks. I mean, think about it. Just a week, a little over a week ago, Nebraska got the commitment of Walter Rouse. And that feels like forever ago to me, personally, because... Um, Remember when Nebraska had a, had a really good-looking yes. offensive line? Yeah, and, and so I'm curious... Left side of the curious to see line. Nebraska's next move offensive line-wise... Um, also people are starting to make a bigger stink on social media about scholarship numbers and things like that. Remember when we did that? Oh, we're going to continue to do we, it. We, we were like the pioneers. Yeah, we were the pioneers. Nick has a spreadsheet. I do. I do. I haven't added Eric Gilbert to it though. Gilbert, I believe is a junior nickel spreadsheet nerd. Look at you putting names in. All right. So Eric Gilbert at numbers. Nebraska now has seven. Some type of weird Tight contraptions ends. where it adds it up for you. All right. So then now we have 25. And wow. Too many? If you can if you can guess, Rico. Okay. They have to be at 85. They have to be at 85. Okay. As of right now, how many scholarships have they allotted for? They were at like 94 or something. I'm going to go. There's been a couple commits. I'm going to go 98. Close. 97. <laughs> Very close. So, I believe Nebraska's hosting this weekend, or, or right now, actually. I, I want to say Demetrius Bell is... Can is, they? So, they can host yes. them still, probably, possibly, whatever. Obviously, they can. Mm-hmm. But the portal closed on Wednesday, so nobody can actually enter the school. Bingo. They can enter the portal whenever they feel like it, but they can't... They can commit to a school, but they can't, you know, sign, join the school until... The next until the portal opens again, which won't happen until the spring after spring, like after spring or uh, spring games. Yes, so they can't enter the portal after spring. Like if you're already in the portal, you, you can't wait. You, no, 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 you can commit to a school. Oh, that's you how can't Eric. That's enter? how Eric. No, no, you can't enter. Got it. Okay, you, so that's how. That's wrong. how Eric Gilbert came to Nebraska. Eric Gilbert in the portal like a week and a half ago. Okay. Committed yesterday. Got it. Got it. Um, so you can't en- okay. you can't enter the portal. See, I had it backwards. I thought you could enter, 
but you couldn't commit to a school. No, and, and and if you see players in these last you know forty eight hours or so saying that they entered the transfer portal and they just now tweeted it out, they probably filed their paperwork. I think there's also some a little bit of a grace period as well. Yeah, there's a process you have to go through where yeah. it has to, you have to send it to the NCAA, and I'm sure if you did it before that exactly. Wednesday, exactly. that they'll allow you to to do that. But if you're doing it after that, then you're going to run into some problems. And unfortunately, you're probably going to see that with a lot of schools with after. Um, all of these portal additions and with a couple more portal additions. And once you get to uh, the national signing day, I'm going to call it late national mm-hmm. signing day in February, and some more guys commit to some of these schools, you're going to see some more people into the portal because these schools are going to keep adding and they're going to keep trying to build their rosters for the future. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's going to push some people out. So Nebraska now tight end room wise, which we, we've, we've kind of broken down the roster and given our thoughts early on here in this offseason. Tight end room was one of those that we kind of, and we talked about it yesterday as well, that tight end room was one of those that we were not, I mean, concerned about. I think that's the good enough. I think that's curious. a good word. I think concerned because your you're leading, yeah, re, you're leading right. returner is Nate Borkature, and you have a, a no cluster. No disrespect to Nate Borkature. No, no. Well, either way, it's the same kind of conversation. If, if Nebraska wouldn't have had Chancellor Brewington this last year, we would have said your lead returner is Travis Vokalek, but behind Travis Vokalek, there's nothing. Yeah. Right? Or vice versa. If it was just Chancellor mm-hmm. Brewington and they didn't have a Travis Vokalek. But even then with Chancellor Brewington, there he going, didn't oh boy. have many catches no. No. Uh, as a as a Husker going into last year. So Well, it's not even the catch numbers. Like for me, it's the it's the entire experience. Is part. it just playing time? I think so this because is just the whole thing. Because I mean, playing like time said, on offense. Yeah, because like Brewington was was used mostly as a pri- primarily as a blocker uh, as a tight end on, on the offensive side of things. Vokalek, him and Austin Allen were, were splitting time, getting catches. They you know traded off being injured at points two mm-hmm. years ago, uh, and then this last year it was Vokalek who who then uh, was injured for a couple of games here and there. So you had Brewington who was actually catching a couple of passes and showing um, the fact that he was a wide receiver at Northern Arizona and transferred uh, to Nebraska. And, and transition to a tight end. And then Nate Borkature, the walk-on, stepping it up and getting things done. There were a couple instances where um, he had a couple drops, but for the most part, he held his own uh, kind of filling in for Travis Vokalek. But yeah, having him as the most experienced, and again, it's no disrespect to him, a little concerning uh, before the addition of Eric Gilbert because your supposed number one tight end, and I, I kind of talked with Brian Munson off the air about this, like, I'm not going to pencil him in as number two or number mm-hmm. one or anything, Thomas Fedoni, that is, until that first game starts and I see him out there and he takes a snap on offense. That's kind of the approach that I think a lot of people are taking with with multiple transfers. Uh, any of these guys that Nebraska's bringing in, I think that's the approach that you're kind of going with, going forward with, is until until that first game on the road at Minnesota, everything is fluid. And I think when we look at NIL and we think, I mean, we look at the transfer portal now, and and everything included when you put all of it into into a nice little box and put a bow on it considering everything it's so fluid and it's there there's so much movement at any portion of the season even during times that i mean think back to spring ball Nebraska's had guys leave the program during spring ball as well with mm-hmm. with thoughts to enter the portal again Nebraska's had guys um, that have left the team or entered the portal four games into the season and then obviously eventually returned. Nebraska's had people it's just, enter it's the portal. It's been a drama-filled 12 months. Nebraska's had, and this is before even this time, you know, back in the uh, Scott Frost first year, Nebraska's had players enter the portal a week before the first yes. game. Well, well, even think about it this way. 
just to put everything into perspective, when Xavier Betts either left the team or Scott, you know, was was kind of nudged out, whatever happened. That was ten, nine months and twenty six days ago, March twenty fourth. And if I if I I guess today's the twentieth, so nine months and I mean twenty seven days ago. Mm-hmm. I mean that, that's what's wild about this is and that he's back, and now you're back, and so. When you look at Nebraska and what this program as a whole, from from a fan base to an athletic department, from a whole, it has gone through turmoil. It's gone through a roller coaster of of of, of basically nine months and change. And here we are, and everybody's kind of taking the whole wait and see approach this time around, which I think is smart because there's a very good chance that you get crushed as a fan once again. And you'll find yourself backpedaling, unfortunately, if you if you think and you bank on things happening right now on January 20th. Yeah, if you're putting all your eggs into the basket of year one, you could be, as Nick said, backpedaling. It's going to be really interesting with everything that has gone on from a program standpoint with additions and subtractions and firings and hirings and and just the ups and downs of a regular of a regular season mm-hmm. uh, on top of that. Uh, this Nebraska football department has gone through so many changes and there's going to be so many new faces that that spring game is going to be a real roller coaster for anybody who who thinks that they know this team because you're going to be looking at somebody's going to get a catch somebody's going to run the ball somebody's going to get a big block and you're going to sit there looking at them like I don't even know who you are yeah, like there have been so many new additions. I think Bach was talking about like 30-plus additions to this team if you look at the freshman class and the transfer portal additions. Just ridiculous. Well, and there's going to be more. There's going to be more movement as we go forward, whether it's throughout spring ball, guys leaving, or after spring ball, guys leaving and guys coming. Um, and they'll figure out a way to get down to that 85 number. It's not too much of a concern to, I think, a lot of people. Um, that are are around the program, and and as we know... I feel like this happens every year. It does, it does. Teams are above scholarship Uh, numbers. This, this, right now, it's just getting to a a, kind of a crazy number if you're thinking about getting down to 85. Like, that's a lot of people who are going to I don't I don't know how it goes. I don't know if you cut people, I don't know if you remove scholarships, no, it, I don't know if you you nudge people into a transfer report. I I don't know how that goes or how this coaching staff is going to go about getting down to 85 before uh the season starts. But what I do know is that it's going to happen one way or the other and there might be some people that fans are sad to see depart depart. Well, so okay, Link or excuse me, yes, last year USC had a similar situation. All right, and a Stuart Mandel of I I can't remember where where Stuart from Stuart Mandel. I want to say the Athletic um, wrote an article last year talking about how USC handled their scholarship issue and how Lincoln Riley did it because you'll remember they had the mass um, import of players, basically the the mass addition in numbers of, of guys going to USC once Lincoln Riley got there. Oklahoma I mean, West. Had, it was Oklahoma West. You had tons of other athletes going to USC, and, and plus their their recruiting kind of skyrocketed as well. You're right. He's with the Athletic. Okay, thank you. So Stuart Mandel wrote this last season talking about it, um, where they were over, I, I believe they were at 125, I believe, scholarship guys at the beginning of the season. 
And so here's what Stuart Mandel said and how USC handled it. To stay within the annual 85-man scholarship limit, USC would need to need more than 40 players to move on. Most of that wow, attrition... They, they got that big? Yeah, so 125. Oh my goodness. So 125. Nebraska, once again, as of right now, is at 97 publicly. Most of that attrition would come naturally at USC. Six players exhausted their eligibility, nine turned pro, and uh, 14 decided on their own to transfer. We obviously forced some of the attrition here, though, said Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. To that end, Riley got an unexpected assist from USC's compliance department, which found a little by NCAA bylaw that essentially allows new coaches to, quote, cut players from the roster for up to a year after their hire. So up until after, Wait, so, so listen to this. It essentially allows new coaches to cut players from the roster for a, a up to a year after their hire. So basically what it sounds like, and then it says, so, as, so long as the school continues honoring the player's scholarship if they opt not to transfer. So you can basically cut okay. guys off the program, uh-huh. but, they but can't their, their scholarship their- will still be honored. For, for up to a year if they decide not to transfer. Interesting. Um, Lincoln Riley, obviously, they can't be on the on the team. They can't be there. They want to be eligible to practice or play because they're cut. They're cut mm. off the roster. So it, Lincoln Riley said this quote: "Once I learned about the rule that you can cut kids, I had a strong feeling there would be a significant turnover within the roster." Um, 10 players with remaining eligibility were classified as, quote, head coach exceptions that would receive aid but no longer count against the roster number. In total, more than two dozen players from the 2021 team have either entered the portal, left the team, or medically retired, um, and, and which then left seven remaining enrolled and on scholarship. Um, a USC assistant said, quote, they are removed from our roster, but they still get services that are for all student athletes from mental health, academics, medical, medical support, etc. So there's a little bit of an insight to if, if Nebraska chose now, they're not in that big of a dire need no. or dire situation, but worse comes to worse and worst case scenario, there is this little bylaw, um, within the, the NCAA rule where you can cut guys up to a year and they will still be on scholarship just not eligible to play that's very interesting very very wild very little bit of a, a little bit of nugget in there um scaper says at what date do you have to have that scholarship number down it is at the start of fall camp so you still i mean nebraska's still got you got six six and a half months yeah now now scaper here's where you want to go i mean this is this is where Nebraska can either have a good identity or Matt Rule can kind of get his identity tarnished, or any coach for that matter, is if you drag on a player and tell them and give them the thoughts that they're going to be a significant part of the team come fall and they stick around with your program, and then, bam, you, you kind of just, I don't want to say exile, but you kind of just put them off to the side and, and they're not even a part of your roster. You're hurting that player and your reputation because you could have given them the advice in the spring saying, hey, listen, it's probably best for you to go try to find somewhere else. And yeah. if not, then that's on the player. If they want to stick around try to fight it out, that's on the player. But as a coach and as a program, you did your part. Same, Similar to Georgia, right? Georgia basically said, hey, Eric Gilbert, listen, go ahead and, I mean, go ahead and, and move on. 
and we'll do our as anything in our power, everything in our you. power to help you get this two time transfer eligibility mm-hmm. to go through the NCAA. Because that that leaves Georgia with a good reputation. Yep. That like so little things like that are that's, are, that's are when big you hear, big reasons. That's that, when you that hear kids players will, saying, yes. you know, I, I really I really love this coaching staff. They did everything to help me. They leave they, they leave the school they, they leave that. the school with no hard feelings. Yes, and that's you know that's that's positive recruiting on another end. Yeah. Where if somebody if they end up working at a high school somewhere if they end up working at a college somewhere somebody asks them about you know where they went to college they're like oh if that coaching staff is still there oh I love those guys they did everything to do this for me they did mm-hmm. this for me so that's you know staying positive doing doing the right thing by people which shouldn't be hard um, is is another way that you can help yourself. Dave Dipple asked before we get to break and get to Zach. Uh, Dave Dipple asked why can't you just take a player's scholarship and subsequently give them nil money to make up for that. I suppose you could, Dave, but then you are really crossing this line of pay to play. Like, and it is already. We know it is already. We saw Jaden Rashad, the five-star quarterback, officially get out of his his letter of intent at Florida. He's going to visit Colorado, Arizona State this weekend, and things like that. Um, but I, I, I mean, that's an option. I'm, I'm sure that's an option. Um, I don't know how that would work. I, but I mean, here's the deal. Well, because it's, it's, it's you take them as a walk on, and they're getting nil money to pay for their school. I mean, so, so that's the thing. That's where you're at now. You're, I mean, so that's you're not going to see a guy of Casey Thompson's caliber though, or even Chubba Purdy's caliber, um, going on to be a walk on and just getting nil money to fund everything else. It's going to be, it's going to be guys money. that you probably don't hear a whole lot about, yeah, um, and guys that probably wouldn't find a lot of playing time in the in well, the then in how the would fall. Their, how would their name, image, and likeness get them that much money? Bingo. So that's where you are crossing a very fine line, in my opinion. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Zach Carpenter, our good friend um, for from Inside Nebraska, talking all things Dylan Riola. There's an update there for, for Husker fans because we know that's a hot topic. We have MJ Sherman discussion, Eric Gilbert, all that and more coming up next on The Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.